Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast, bringing you expert tips to improve safety and health at your workplace. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Hello, everyone, and happy Halloween. Uh, to mark the occasion, we're going to do something a little different on today's episode to talk about common hazards you might find during Halloween activities, as well as in the workplace, and how to address those hazards. Uh, joining me to do that is my good friend, Lauren Bauerschmidt. Lauren is a certified safety professional and manager of standards development at ASSP. Lauren, welcome back to the show. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks for having me back. Great to be talking to you. So we're, we're talking about hazards, you know, that exist in both Halloween activities and in the workplace. And one of the first ones I thought of was ladder safety. You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but I see a lot of Halloween displays on houses in my neighborhood, things in people's yards and on their roofs. And of course, ladders are used in many workplaces for different tasks. So, you know, whether it's using a ladder at home to set up Halloween decorations or using one in the workplace, what are the most important things for people to remember? Yeah, pretty much as soon as your feet are off the ground, obviously there's, you know, official numbers depending on if you're in construction or not, your risk of injury increases. So you really have to make sure that that ladder is positioned properly. You don't want it to slip and fall. Um, you need to make sure that if it's a portable ladder, it's extending beyond that roof location. Um, you know, OSHA's top ladder violations are lack of worker training, improper use of a top step ladder, which... Uh, if you've been on a step ladder, Scott, and it's really tempting, you're just so close. If you just take one more step, ooh, yeah, that top <laughs> step is not a place you should be standing. Um, and then the last one is um, that portable ladder, again, extending three feet above the landing. So um, ladders are used a lot uh, in the workplace. You need to access different things. And as you said, putting up all those holiday decorations. So in either case, um, making sure that you have your ladder set up properly. You've got feet and hands uh, on that ladder as you're going up and down and taking your time getting on and off uh, will definitely be helpful for you. Right. And and it's important for people to remember uh, a large number of fall injuries take place from ladders. So, I'll, you know, you may feel like I'm, I'm not that that far off the ground. Uh, if, if you were to experience a fall, it can still lead to a, a very serious injury, uh, if if not worse. Yeah, I tripped recently in my front yard, and I was surprised at how quickly I hit the ground. <laughs> it doesn't take much, and I didn't even fall off something. It, it can happen really fast, is my point. So just taking your time, slow down, and make sure you're doing everything properly will definitely help. Definitely. Now, another important to think about both at Halloween and in the workplace is proper fit of, of PPE, or in this case, a Halloween costume. So, you know, whether it's uh, a Halloween costume or PPE that you're wearing in the workplace, proper fit is so important to help you stay safe. Now, uh, in terms of Halloween costumes, whether for children or adults, you want to make sure that, you know, your costume isn't so long that it creates, a, you know, a slip, trip, or fall hazards, particularly since you'll be doing a lot of walking, potentially after dark, and you want, you know, make make sure you've, you've got you've got good, uh, good footing there. So, now, uh, with, with PPE, why is proper fit so important and how can people ensure that PPE is going to provide that proper level of protection? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, improper fit can cause a lot of issues. One could be like if you're wearing a vest and it's too big, it could easily get caught in machinery and pulls you in. If it's too big, you you know, it's loose as you're working around equipment. Um you know, sometimes if PPE doesn't fit, uh, I'm a little less likely to wear it in the first place. Um, I was thinking about safety glasses also. Um, you know, our sight is so important. And if these glasses don't fit right, they feel funny. They're too tight on my head. 
again, you're not going to wear them. You're not going to be as protected as you should be. So really proper fit fits all things, whether it's clothing, hard hats. Again, if you've got um, a situation where you could be struck by something above you or you're in the construction field and you've got your helmet that's got the um, strap under your chin, um, it needs to fit. Otherwise, you know, you might as well not even wear it. We've been talking a lot, Scott, about um, the construction industry and those chin straps. Um, we've been talking about how if you fall, your typical hard hat is going to fall off your head and you have no protection. So again, proper fit is really important in all of those aspects to keep you um, hopefully as free from injury as possible. Sure. And and as I noted with the uh, with Halloween costumes, if you have, you know, something that's too long, it can create that slip, trip and fall hazard. And I'm sure with with PPE also, if you have something that is too loose, you know, if, if you're right, you you may be creating additional hazards if it's not, you know, the 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 proper fit that you need. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I probably I'm not wearing some sort of long cape like I might on <laughs> Halloween or I might uh, trip running from house to house getting that candy. But absolutely, you don't want to have anything that's going to cause you to trip or fall or, again, get caught in any sort of moving um, equipment. So all of that is important. Yeah. Um... One of the big things I think about, um, people think of Halloween, they think of trick-or-treating and visibility is a big part of that. You've got, you know, groups of people, you know, people walking around uh, at night from house to house. And as you're doing that, you want to make sure that others can see you, whether, you know, pedestrians or, you know, vehicles that might be traveling through the area. So for trick-or-treaters, for example, you know, you could carry a flashlight or add reflective tape to your costume so that you're visible to others, as I know, particularly to, to drivers on the road, if you're crossing the, the, the street to do your trick-or-treating. So now when, when it comes to visibility in the workplace, whether it's, you know, somebody working on a roadway work zone on a, you know, a highway construction project, for example, you know, what are the, the most important things to keep in mind to make sure, you know, those folks are, are visible on the job site to those around them? Well, my Halloween costume, if you will, today Scott, <laughs> is this lovely high vis shirt. Uh, I don't have to stare at it. You have to. And it's very bright. <laughs> but that's the whole idea, right? There's standards, actually, for how bright this needs to be so that I can be seen in the workplace. As you say, whether it's on a construction site, uh, a highway construction site, um, you need to be seen so that you aren't hurt. Um, we know that one of OSHA's top injuries are struck by moving objects and struck against stationary objects. So if you're on the construction site and the operator who's moving a big backhoe, moving some big large equipment doesn't see you for a wide variety of reasons, you could be seriously injured. So having the high-vis, making sure you've got line of sight so that operator can see you, knows where you're going and what you're doing, all of that visibility is so important. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so horrible when someone gets hurt in that way on a construction site. So uh, you might not love the color, <laughs> but it really will protect you so that you could be seen. And it's so bright, you know, when we're sitting close to each other, Scott, and it's almost blinding. But at a distance, when a car is coming towards you or you're working on a large construction site, that brightness really needs to 
be seen at a long distance away. And that's why these uh, high-vis outfits are so blinding. Um, it's purposeful so that people can see you far away. Right. Get 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 people's attention. And that, that's a perfect transition into our next topic. Uh, looking at the, you know, the other side of the visibility equation and transportation related hazards. Now, it's obviously important for drivers and others to be able to see you, you know, whether you're working on the road or walking at night while trick-or-treating. But equally as important is that drivers, you know, have their full attention on the road and aren't distracted, you know, by other factors, uh, whatever those might be. So what advice would you give to, you know, help ensure that drivers are staying focused on the road that, you know, whether it's somebody who drives a, you know, an 18 wheeler in a fleet down a highway or, you know, somebody just driving their car through a neighborhood on Halloween night? Yeah, again, transportation incidents remain the most frequent type of fatal event for all work-related fatalities. There's just so many of us out on the road. Um, you can think about all the delivery drivers out there right now bringing sure, in your packages. Sure. Uh, at all times of the day and night. And when you're working at all times of the day and night, there could be a lot of things that affect your ability to really stay focused. Um, as you mentioned, it could be visibility. So it could be some sort of environmental hazards. Maybe it's foggy. Maybe the sun is setting. We've all experienced that. You're kind of driving into the sunset and you can't see very well. Um, general road safety. Sometimes roads either have construction set up and you have to really pay attention to where things are going. Um, distracted driving, uh, maybe not the happy driver that we should be, and we get frustrated. Um, and even impaired driving, whether it is some sort of medication that you might be on that can make you sleepy, maybe you're just not getting the, you know, eight hours of sleep that we mm -hmm. all should be getting. All of these things can combine to really cause a lot of potential problems. So for those drivers, making sure you're getting adequate sleep, and you are really focused, um, you're not texting, you're not you know, thinking about all these other things that are going on, really stay focused. The combination of that and us as the pedestrians being as visible as possible, we kind of have to work together to make sure that we're keeping each other safe. Great, great point. Now, uh, switching gears, one of my personal favorite Halloween activities is pumpkin carving, which I know a lot of people uh, enjoy this time of year. That got me thinking about uh, knife safety, and now that now there's you know there's certain steps you can take to mitigate the risk associated with pumpkin carving, such as using you know kits with utensils that aren't as sharp as a knife to do the carving, and of course. You know, with that, if you have kids participating in that activity, you want to make sure it's with adult supervision and the, you know, that the adults are taking care of, uh, you know, certain tasks with the pumpkin. So, you know, when it comes to you know, working with, you know, knives or other sharp objects in the workplace, what are the most important things to keep in mind there? Yeah, sometimes we forget about knives, but gosh, they are used in a lot of different industries. Um, we've got warehousing, material handling folks, so they are using knives in one type of way. Then if you think about meatpacking industries and you're using knives as well in a very different way. So part of it is making sure you're using an appropriate knife for the task. If you're in a warehouse and you're cutting cardboard and maybe I'm cutting that box open, but then I'm doing something with whatever's in the box, I would probably want a retractable blade so that I can cut the box and put the knife down. It's not gonna hurt anybody if they pick something up, pick it up by accident, I can do what I need to do and then continue with my job. Whereas if I'm in a meat packing industry, I'm doing all these things quickly as everything's going down the line. I'm not really putting that knife down in the same way. Um, and you also think about meat packing, you're also typically doing things in an awkward po wrist posture, the way you have to maneuver that knife around. So sometimes the knives, if you were to look at it on the table, 
it looks odd because the handle might be like in an L shape or might be in a different position. Again, to try and keep your from an ergonomics work factors setting, keeping that wrist as straight as possible um, to get through and do the work that you need to do. Um, you mentioned that, you know, when you're carving pumpkins with your kids, you probably don't want the sharpest knife in your child's hand. But um, you do want, when you're in a working in an industry, you want that knife to be sharp. If you're working with a dull blade, you're liable to pull harder. And heaven forbid, as you're trying to get through that cardboard, it's not coming. And then all of a sudden you get to the end of the box and it slips. Ooh, you don't want to suddenly have an unintended consequence. It's good. It might be dull to that box. It might not be dull to, to you personally. Right. So you do want your knives to be sharp and well-maintained. Um, you can think about the different types of knives um, that you're using. So there's a lot to think about with knives. I don't think about that often, but I'm glad that we're talking about it because there are a lot of people out there who are, you know, in their everyday work are using knives. And so we do want to make sure that people are uh, are being safe with them. Absolutely. Uh, anything else uh, you'd like to add about whether it be, you know, Halloween safety or workplace safety as we as we close out? Well, I this has been fun. So it's been fun to talk about this. <laughs> Scott, so thanks for asking me to do this. I think in any job, whether it is a I'm going to go trick or treating or I'm walking into work, think through the job task that you are about to do. Take that time to understand what am I trying to accomplish? Are there risks that I've either experienced before or I could kind of imagine might be coming up? You know, safety is a part of our lives everywhere, as I remind my children. And so <laughs> making sure that we think about it, you know, we can't stop every possible injury, but we can do a lot to reduce that risk. So thinking about visibility and PPE, knife safety, all these things that we talked about today um, are just some of the things that we can do to keep ourselves as safe as possible at home and in the workplace. So Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on. And yes, uh, as you noted there, it's all about, you know, thinking about the, you know, the hazards and, and risks associated with the tasks you're performing. So I encourage our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about assessing and managing risks at your organization, I encourage you to visit ASSP.org slash risk to uh, take a look at, at some resources that can help you do that at your workplace. Thank you so much again, Lauren, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I hope everybody will keep our conversation in mind, uh, you know, uh, uh, here uh, during, uh, during Halloween uh, and uh, throughout the year at their workplace. So thank you again. Thank you. All right. And now uh, with that, just like to uh, wish everyone uh, uh, safe and uh, happy Halloween. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.